We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Well, I've, I've been looking forward to this month, and it's here uh, just because of what the Lord has laid on my heart, and I'm excited this morning. Uh, I'm always excited, I guess, when it comes to church. I love meeting together and to encourage one another, and I pray that you do too. And so this morning, as, as we launch a new a series of sermon messages uh, that are really there to help uh, encourage you, um, provoke you, teach you, uh, hopefully um, lead you to a place of freedom. Amen. Who wants to live in freedom? Yeah, I pray you do. That's because that's what Jesus died on the cross for, our freedom. And so I pray this morning. I, I, I've had an overwhelming sense over the last sort of three or four weeks of just how, how blessed I am. And I'm, I'm boasting in the Lord this morning. I pray that you too can have one of these conversations uh, and, and declare how good God is. Um, I just, over the last three weeks, I've just been waking up every day going, thank you, Lord. Man, I just feel so blessed. So blessed to, to live where I live, to live in the country that I live in, to live in the town that I live in, to know the people that I know, to, to serve you in the space that you, you've called me into. Man, I feel blessed. Um, you know, I, I'm blessed because I've got a beautiful wife. Amen. I'm blessed because I've got uh, great children. Amen. And I'm blessed because I know Jesus. I pray that you are blessed this morning. I pray that there's a there's the joy of the Lord in your heart. And I've been I've been really looking forward to getting into this series because I love uh, I love this series because I know it's going to bring freedom. And I just just been thankful to the Lord. And then this week happened. Anyone have one of those weeks <laughs> or days or months or years? And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to get to Sunday. I'm ready for this. Yeah. And if I run off stage, it means something else is going on. <laughs> but uh, um, but I, I, I was like, come on, I can't wait to get there. And then unfortunately, my eldest son, who is really energetic, he has broken his arm in exactly the same place as he did a year ago today. Or, and uh, so we were in hospital on, uh, I think it was Thursday from uh, 12. He, we arrived and then 12 at night, they did a um, operation. And 3 a.m. he was recovering, coming out, and I just decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay awake, and I'm not because he wasn't allowed to eat. So I said, oh, well, I won't eat as well, and and all those sort of things that dads do um, <laughs> to encourage their sons as uh, through a bit of pain. And, and I've got a few more stores than him, so it was pretty easy. Um, and then and then he had the operation, came out of recovery, and about 4 a.m. we went back to the room and went to sleep. And something else happened. As like I just felt like the devil just was just having a go at my family. I was like, no, I can't. Ha- I'm not going to have this anymore. And so I, look, I just started declaring how blessed I was. And suddenly, and then for some strange reason, I have fallen to a illness that normally you get in India, and I'm going there in a week or two. So the Lord's just preparing me. <laughs> He's sending me ahead. Now, anyway. Um, but who knows that you can just still stand up and say you're blessed. 
Amen. You can still stand. It doesn't matter what, what's going on. Uh, I pray that you can still stand up in any circumstance, any situation, even the really difficult ones. Like on the, on the spectrum of things, I'm, I'm only like on a five with what's going on. There's people that are going through zeros, negative ones in life and just, just, just stink stuff that's happening. But you can still stand up and you can still declare the blessings of the Lord over your life. Even though you might not feel it, even though you might not want to, I want to encourage you, just still stand up and thank the Lord that you're blessed. Um, and so this morning, I really want to start this series called The Blessed Life. Some of you may have heard of it. I've never preached this series in Dunedin. I've preached it once in Masterton. And it was, it was a great series because it released a whole lot of people into blessing. Who wants to live in blessing? Uh, yeah, help me out this morning. Um, I'm in the right place. Uh, I believe we should live in blessing. Over the last couple of weeks, we talked about the fullness of God, the full experience of Jesus. Jesus came and gave His life and life in abundance. And this is something that I believe for you to live your life in abundance, to live your life as blessed as possible. And so we're bringing this series, we're teaching it. And the great thing about it is there's no miracle offering afterwards. Because don't sometimes you go to places and they teach a series on giving and finances and then somehow there's an offering straight after that series. And now I've got no problems with that at all. I honor every single church leader and strategy and all that sort of stuff. But this is, I believe, a great series to preach in November because you actually step into generosity straight away. When it comes to December, how many of you like buying presents for people? Amen. And so... Uh, so, so um, uh, this 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 series is about the blessed life, and and it's um it's really uh, uh, authored by Robert Morris of Gateway Church uh, up in the United States, and I, I want to encourage you go online, grab the blessed life as a book. Um, we've also got an e-group series that you can do as well if you choose to, um, but this series is there to really bring blessing into your life, and and so like any like any series that we do. It's always there to encourage you. It's always there to hopefully lead you to a place of breakthrough. And it's always biblical. Amen. Um, so if you've got any disagreements around this, that's fine. We can handle disagreements, but you're also, then remember, we're opening up the Word of God. And uh, if you're wanting to... to uh, to talk about and open up and go through some of the stuff, we would love to communicate and connect with you uh, as long as it's from a point of view of openness, yeah? Uh, I've taught this series once and someone wanted to meet up with me, but they wanted to meet up with me just to prove that I was wrong. And uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying I'm right, but I believe I am right. And I believe that the blessings of God are for you. And uh, as the series goes on, I'm going to share, uh, not hundreds, but many, many, many testimonies of how good God has been through generosity over our lives. In fact, we've got people in this church who are going to share testimony about how good God has been through, t uh, through their testimony as well. Cool? Awesome. Um, Let's keep moving on. The, I want to start uh, this, this uh, series is because um, I, I guess it's just something that I've, I feel graced in. 
And I, again, I'm boasting in God here. I'm thanking Him for this grace. And in, and in fact, um, you know, when it comes to finances, I believe it's part of the Jewish heritage that I carry. And, and so there's a grace, there's a blessing on my life. And, and in fact, there was one time where I was going to pastor's meetings up in Auckland with Sam and the rest of our guys. And they'd always tell me about how they're never meeting budget. And, and I'm like looking at our budget. I'm going, man, we're blessed. We've got money overflowing and it's not, you know, it's just, and we're blessed. And so I foolishly one day said, Lord, I don't need this anymore. And I stretched my faith in finances as well. Who knows that's a dumb prayer to pray. That's a dumb prayer to pray. I reckon thank God for the grace and the anointing that is on your life. And so I quickly repented. I got on my knees and I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I thank you. And strangely enough, strangely, coincidentally, no, God's grace, the, uh, the, the finances started rolling back into the life of the church. It was a, it was a very learning time for myself, just accepting the grace that God had placed. Um, when we came here as a church, finances started flowing into the life of the church. Not that they hadn't been, but we just saw an uptake. And so I'm boasting in God here. And I think everyone should be able to boast in God and the grace that God's put on your life. I'm one of those guys, and man, I really want the healing grace because that's a cool grace, Right? It's like if anyone's sick, you just want to go and pray for them and see them healed because that's cool. Um, uh, but I'm thankful also for the grace that God's placed on my life around finances. And so as we speak this and as we teach this, I pray you're going to pick up the spirit and that it's, uh, it's carrying. Uh, I'm not going to teach out of the Word of God to try and manipulate. Um, it is there to provoke like all Scripture is. It is there to lead you to a place of freedom. And I believe it will lead you to a place of blessing. And isn't that what we're here for? We want to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. I believe you should live the greatest life possible, a blessed life in Jesus' name. And so the first scripture that I want to go to is Proverbs chapter 3, and it's verses 1 through 12. If you've got your Bibles, grab it now, but it will come up on the screen. And why... I'm reading these scriptures out is because this is really a, a, a lifetime scripture for me. This is, this is a passage of scripture, and some of you may know this as well because I've shared it before. This is a passage of scripture that I just, I try and base my life on. I believe we all should have scripture, which is that we base our life on. And, uh, and so this one, it says here, it says, My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. See, whenever God speaks to us, whenever God reveals something of the Scripture to us, we've got a choice on where we're going to store it, right? We've got a place, we're going to store it in our heart or are we going to store it in our head or are we going to put it in our backpack and I'll deal with that one later. I'm not sure if I agree with that one yet. Has anyone come against, come along, anyone come up to Scriptures and they're like, oh, I'm not sure if I agree with that one? Yeah, we all have. And we all have, uh, but that's because it provokes something in our spirit. And so, so this one here, I love Proverbs chapter 3, and it says, My child, never forget the things I've taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, this is a great part, you will live many years and you will be satis uh, your life will be satisfying. Don't we like that? Who wants to live a satisfying long life? Yeah. All right, there's a few people. 
But we should, no, just don't say that. <laughs> uh, then it says again, so there's a scripture and then, then, there's a res- then it tells you what you're going to get. And then the next one is, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. And this is what you'll get. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Next thing, we know this one well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do and He will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. That there is a wonderful, wonderful scripture. If you're holding on to unforgiveness, bitterness, there can sometimes be a reason why you haven't got healing in your bones. Just saying, it's the Bible here, all right? You know, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Well, that person deserved it. I'm just 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 sharing. Um, it goes on. It says, "In your uh, healing for you, honor the Lord." Verse nine, with your wealth and with every part of everything you produce, then your barns will be your your, your <laughs> excuse me. Then He will fill your barns with grain, and your vats will overflow with good wine. You're allowed to like that scripture. <laughs> like, oh no, we're not allowed to like that scripture. No, you're allowed to like that scripture. Like some of us as Christians, oh no, you know, poor, woe is me. Who should I be to have my vats full and overflowing with grain and wine? No, we, this is what the Bible says. And so if we uh, read our Bible and we apply it into our life, uh, this will happen. Um, and then verse 11, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when He corrects you. Do we like this one? For the Lord corrects those He loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom He delights. And so as we unpack and as we open up the Scripture here, I pray that you're going to go into this, uh, into this series really with an open heart. Don't, don't, don't build walls now. Even, even take a moment to say, all right, Lord, speak to me through this. I open up my heart, I, I, I drop down all of my predetermined mindsets and I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, come and speak to me through this. You know, this again, why? Because we want you to live a blessed life. We want you to live a life full of God's blessing. Who wants to live a life full of God's blessing? Well, then if you want to live a life full of God's blessing, we live our life the way that God tells us to live it. Right? All right, let's go. So, so we've got this passage of Scripture, and who likes Jesus? Every hand should go up right now. Just helping you out. Um, so who believes that Jesus is, is, um, is God? He's our Saviour. All right, so he's a pretty, he's an awesome guy. And, and for some of you who may not know, he came and he, he lived on the, he was born of a virgin, and, all, and we haven't got time to go through the whole story. But we're in the past, we're going to go to this Bible and we're going to go to the Gospels that is and in, in, in one of the Gospels is called Matthew. And in Matthew, there's this, um, there's this sermon, which is a, a flash Christian word for talk uh, or speech, however you want to you wanna, uh, interpret it. But, and it's pretty famous and they're up on a mountainside and it's called the Sermon on the Mount. 
And he does a whole lot of teaching through it. And so I reckon it's a good idea that we listen to Jesus and we listen to his teaching. Is that all right? I think that would be a good idea. So in Matthew chapter 5, and I didn't actually tell the guys, but I'm wondering whether you're going to be able to do this. But we're going to do the NLT translation, then we're going to do the message translation individually of each scripture. So sorry about it. Um, this, so he starts off, it's called the Beatitudes. <laughs> Let's have the, this is the attitudes that we should have as Christ speaks and teaches. And so it goes on. It says this in verse 3. Um, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for Him, for the kingdom of heaven is there. In the message version, it's said like this, you're blessed when you are at the end of your rope with less of you, with less of you, there is more of God and His rule. Isn't that awesome? So God blesses us when we figure out we need Him. In the next one, verse four, it says, God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. Again, message translation is this. You're blessed when you feel you're lost. Um, you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you, can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. So again, just taking a moment to listen to it in a different uh, translation. We're blessed when we mourn because we know we can be comforted. Um, verse 5, it says, God blesses those who are humble for they will inherit the whole earth. Message translation, you're blessed when you are uh, content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you'll find yourself um, proud owners of everything that can't be brought. Isn't that awesome? Like we're blessed because we can be content. Uh, anyone got teenagers or children? They are never content. Never. They always want something else. Anyway, uh, we're up to verse 6. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. Message version, you're blessed when you work up a good appetite for God. He's, he's food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. Sounds good to me. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Verse, uh, and message version, you're blessed when you, uh, when you, you care at the moment of being careful, you'll find yourself cared for. Isn't that awesome? Just, 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 I love it how this message brings just another way of reading it. God blesses those whose hearts are pure for they will see God. You're, um, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. And they're good when their heart is right on the inside. We can see God in the outside. There's like two more left. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. You're blessed when, uh, message version, you're blessed when you can show people how to uh, cooperate instead of uh, compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. Isn't that awesome? God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You're blessed when your um, commitment to God provokes persecution. The, the persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Well, it sounds like a 
fun lot of Scripture to me. Um, and, and in this passage of Scripture, there's many things that's really just talking about our personal character. It's talking about who we are and how do we develop and how do we learn and, and go through stuff and are we teachable? Is there humility? Is there, is there things where we can, we can uh, have, have compassion for one another? Many, many different things. But the word that I want to highlight here is the word blessed. Um, and so Jesus has just done his talking in the Sermon on the Mount. This is pretty much one of the first things that he's been teaching. And he talks about how to live a blessed life. And, 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 and so all of this stuff. And so there's areas that we can choose to work on our character or we choose to put it in the backpack and deal with it later. But the word that I want to um, concentrate on here is that word blessed. And, and, and the Greek word for blessed is this word called makorios. Uh, I think I've pronounced it correctly. And, and this word makorios is also known for the word happy. So happy are the people that have good character. Happy are the people that have processed some stuff. Happy are the people that are letting Jesus work on the inside. Who wants to live a happy life? Who wants to live a boring, glum-filled life? You're like the happiest person in the room. <laughs> so happy, so blessed, happy, joy. Uh, I pray, you know, you haven't let the world determine your level of joy. I pray that you haven't let the world determine your level of happiness in life. Oh, it's just a struggle. Oh, we just can't do this anymore. No, you can. You can do it. Why? Because you're blessed. So there's the first part of the Sermon on the Mount and, and it's Scripture. But here's, here's another Scripture for you. In Acts chapter 20, verse 35. And so we've, we've talked about this word blessed and happy. Now we are going to transition and move forward in, into, into where it's going as, 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 as a message. It says this, You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. So it's more happy. You're more happy to give than it is to receive. I love Christmas time. And in fact, it's Christmas time in a month or two. Who's excited about Christmas? Uh, if you've put your Christmas tree up already, there's issues. And, and you need shaming. Who has got their Christmas tree up? Oh, no. There's one person down the back. Anyway, no, if you're, allowed, if you're into Christmas, that's all good. Um, Christmas is good. But I love Christmas time because it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. It's happy. In fact, we do the whole secret Santa thing. Anyone do that? And because our family is too big and it's just cost an arm and a leg to buy presents for everyone. And so all the children get presents and, and from the uncles and aunties. But from, for all the uncles and aunties, we, we, we hat thing, secret, whatever. Um, and uh, so last Christmas, I got my brother-in-law, um, Gareth, and uh, I was like, well, what do I want to get him? And, and we have a budget. It's not allowed to be more than $50. And because uh, $50 is a, you know, fair bit of money for a present. And, and so I just chose this. He was like, oh, what, are we, what would he like? And I was thinking about it. He's a Sparky by trade. And, and I was like, oh, man, I wonder if he'd like one of those uh, like little portable uh, speakers. And uh, like, a, like a UE boom box or something like that. And, and uh, so I went on um, the stores and I had a look. And, and I was like, it was $180. And I was like, man, the budget's about 50. 
I was never good at math at school. <laughs> but I chose, I chose, I said to Desiree, I reckon, let's just buy him this. She's like, you know, uh, do you know what the budget is? And I was like, no, let's just buy it for him. And we bought it for him, wrapped it up. And, and uh, man, we gave, you know, when you, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but you're, you're waiting to see when they get the present. And you want to see the reaction on their face. Anyone like that? I like seeing the reaction on people's faces. And, and when he opened it, uh, he was like, oh, man, this is awesome. I really wanted one of these. And it just brought joy into my spirit. And I was like, you better be happy with that. You shouldn't know how much it costs. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. But, you know. <laughs> but I was happy. And remember the words of Jesus. Jesus says it's more happy or more blessed to give than it is to receive. See, I think one of the issues with the Christian world, and I'm going to may be a little bit sharp on this, is that we, we don't know joy because we don't know how to bless. That's a bit rough. But I, I think, man, we should, Christians should be the happiest people in the world. Um, sure, we go through stuff just like every other person, but let's choose how to continue to be happy. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. We know this. Well, who gave the greatest gift? The Lord. The Lord gave His Son Jesus. He gave His Son Jesus into this world to give. He's not sitting up there in heaven going, you better be grateful. Do you know how much this cost me? <laughs> He's not up in heaven doing that. He's up in heaven going, yes, one more is just unwrapped. My precious gift that I gave. One more person has just unwrapped it. One more person has understood it. One more person has got it. One more person I'm going to be able to uh, com- uh, relate with in heaven. One more person I can walk with now. One more person I can release the Holy Spirit into. One more person that I can see and out- uh, release the call of God into their life. One more person. So that's the Lord's m- motivation is that He is so happy that He could send Jesus to die on a cross for you and for me. And he's not up in heaven being grumpy about it. He's up in heaven being happy about it. Let's keep moving. So the teachings of Jesus, do we believe them or not? <laughs> the Beatitudes is more blessed to do these things, is more blessed to that. And, and even some of the topics there have probably pushed some buttons this morning. But it's the teachings of Jesus. And I want you to live a blessed life. I want you to live a full life. And so maybe there's going to be times where you, you might need someone to help you coach you through some of the hurt and some of the pain. Maybe there's going to be times to, 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 so we can help you get through um, foundations and all that sort of stuff. And by the way, Vision Night, Team Night, I mean, on Wednesday night coming up is probably one of the most important team nights to be at. Uh, I'm going to share a, an amazing strategy. When I came into ministry, I had three people prophesy over me saying, God's going to give you a blueprint. God's going to give you a blueprint. And I was like, okay, cool. It's just because you know that I'm a builder and I can read blueprints. But most of them didn't know that I was a builder. And this week I was talking to someone and, a, and, and I just said, yeah, I can't wait for team night because I'm going to give people the blueprint. And something leapt in me. I wasn't even ready for it. I just, out of my words came that language and something left in me. And I was like, 
wow, it only took 10 years, but hey, better late than never. <laughs> so, so team night, I really believe it will be encouraging. You'll come away with it, having a sense of purpose and direction on what the life of the church is going to, where we're going next year. And so I encourage you to be there. Um, so the teachings of Jesus, let's go back to Matthew chapter 6. This is also part of the Sermon on the Mount, the speech in the hill. Um, it says this, verse six, uh, sorry, Matthew 6, 19 to 20. This is the New King James Version. It says this, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let's ask us the question, where is most of your treasure tied up in? Where your treasure is, there is your heart also. See, uh, this series is going to help you unlock finances. It's going to help you adjust your world, I pray, to become the, perp, the people that Christ has called us to be, to be a generous person, to be a generous uh, a, a people that can bless those that, that, that need blessing. So I was talking to our team who are going to India. When you go to India, you're going to see some stink stuff. You're going to see poverty. You're going to see this. You're going to see some things that are just going to irk your spirit. And it's just another opportunity to thank the Lord at how blessed you are. But also, though, to know that because you're blessed, then you have the ability to bless. Right? Now, we live in a great country, and we are all blessed. And so we carry the ability to bless. We, we carry the ability to be generous. And so I pray that we can carry the ability to be generous. And in fact, it's an outworking of, of our righteousness in Christ. Um, for where your treasure is, there is your heart. Has anyone, no, you don't need to put up your hands here because I'm getting into some personal areas. But uh, if you've got stocks in a certain company, how many times a day do you go and click on that website? Just to see where it's fluctuated up and down. Why? Because that's where your treasure is. Your heart's going to be there. If you're, if you're looking for something or you're investing in something, where your treasure is, your heart's going to be there. See, I have a lot of people saying, oh, I just haven't caught, up, caught the vision of the church. Or I just haven't, it's just not really for us. I'm like, so where's your treasure? Um, I have a look at the, at the giving. I'm like, there's no treasure here. Of, so then, of course, your heart's not here. Going real quiet, but but it's a biblical uh, it's a biblical principle that where your treasure is there your heart is, and, and so when it comes to uh, it comes to whatever area where your treasure is your heart is who who loves giving and buying things for their children everyone no, it gets to a point though but hey but why because where your treasure is your heart is there. and so where our treasure is our heart will be so let's keep going. I'm not, I'm, not going to try, I'm not trying to bring condemnation or anything here, but I am trying to provoke you to look at the Scriptures and to look at the Word of God to go, Lord, how can I align myself to live in this blessed life that you have for me? Um, in, uh, in, in Luke chapter 19, it's the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. Who knows the story? Most of us will. But in, and so there's this, there's this conversation that goes on. And I'm not going to be able to read the whole story. But we know that 
that Jesus was walking through Jericho and, 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 and Zacchaeus wanted to get a look at him. And so he ran up a tree, right? A sycamore tree. And then and, and he got a look and Jesus is walking along and he looks up and he says, Zacchaeus, come down for I must be a guest in your house tonight. And so Zacchaeus quickly, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus into his house in great excitement and joy. Isn't, isn't, that how we, isn't that how we receive Jesus? Anyone? I pray that the first time you had a revelation of the love of Christ in your life was not boring and dull. I pray it was, it was like this. I, I haven't met anyone who's had a revelation of the love of Jesus and gone, oh, that was oh, so so. No, most of the time when we have a revelation of the love of Christ that He died on the cross and He rose again and He took the penalty of our sin on the cross, there's, there's weeping, there's joy, there's this uh, whole roller coaster of emotions and, 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 and you're there and you're like, wow. It's just like Zacchaeus here. He's like, man, you've got to come into my house. It was joy. And the, but, but the people were displeased. He's gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. This is Jesus' response. This is his response. Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to, came to seek and to save the lost. So there's a response from Jesus there with Zacchaeus. But then let's look at the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler had everything. He, 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 he obeyed all the commandments. He obeyed all the things that he was supposed to do. And then Jesus says to him, there's one thing that you haven't done. Go and sell everything that you own and give it to the poor. And then you can come into my house. So we see these two different times where, where people have had a, have a conversation and a revelation of Christ. And Zacchaeus uh, gets a, a, an open response from Jesus. Salvation has come. Why? Because there was an outworking of generosity out of his life. He's, we see that he, he gave over uh, at least, was it four times or, and half the, as much? He, there wasn't an issue when it came to finances and when it came to generosity, but with the rich young ruler, there was a massive issue. I want to encourage you when, when, as, as we're a Christian, as we step out in faith, let's be more generous and more generous and more generous. Amen. Awesome. We're going to, oh, here we go. Um, and in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, Again, this is just going back to my, my earlier little point where I talked about we're blessed to be a blessing. But when Jesus sent out his disciples, he said, you know, go heal the sick, raise the dead, all that sort of stuff. And he says this in verse 8, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, freely you have received, freely give. Freely you have received, now freely give. It's a principle of heaven that when God comes into your life, he just doesn't come in but he flows out. A lot of us don't reach the blessing in our life because we let God come in and, and it stays. We don't let it, the overflow come out. Going rewinding here, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. 
It's a biblical principle. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. I've been, we're not even talking about tithing today. Tithing is going to be in the third week. Why are we talking about this now? Is because it's a principle of, 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 being, of, of, of being a son and a daughter of God that freely we have received. Now freely we give. I think, though, if you struggle in the area of giving joyfully, you struggle in the area of receiving joyfully. Just think about that for a second. Have you ever been one of those people, which is almost false humility? It's going real quiet. It's awesome. It's almost false humility when you go, when someone comes up to you and go, I just want to bless you. And you're like, no, 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 no. Give it to someone else. Why? God's spoken to that person. That person has then had the courage to obey. And that person's had the courage to come up to you and say, hey, I just want to bless you. And you're there going, no, 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 give it to someone else. I think why you go, no, 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 give it to someone else is because there's, there's, a, there's a, a wrong default setting. And whenever someone comes up to you and wants to bless you, there should be a thank you so much. There should be a joyful response. Why? Because freely have you received, freely you give. And in, in our Christian world, let's be people that are great at also receiving as well as also giving, yeah? Amen. It's gone. We've had a lot of quiet, awkward moments this morning. We can handle it. Um, let's go to Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Parable of the talents. And I'm not going to read the whole story for the sake of time as well, but um, what, what does it say there? It says, to, to one, well, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling in the country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. It goes on and then he says, to one he gave five, right? To one he gave two, to one he gave one. That word gave is actually translated entrusted. Doesn't that put a different spin? When we think we've been given something, we then think it's what? Mine. Mine. But it's actually that word is actually translated, he entrusted to. Everything that we have in life, it doesn't matter whether it's our finances, whether it's our house, whether it's our cars, whether it's our shoes, whether it's what, he's what? He has entrusted it to us. He hasn't given it. We has, but he's entrusted it to us. And in that parable, what then do we have to do? We've got to put it to a good use, right? We've got to use what God's given us and let him, and he's entrusted it to us. Because what? One day he's going to come back and say, hey, I gave you this. How did you use it? And so everything in this, in life, God's entrusted you with it. Whatever you have right now, he's entrusted you with it. Do you know one of the precious, most precious things that God's entrusted me with? My wife. Right? I'm, I'm not saying relationships don't go pear-shaped and things go wrong, but God's entrusted me her. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to continue loving her, to continue honoring her, to continue giving her everything of me. 
I'm going to do it. Well, it's the next precious thing that he's given me. Apart from Jesus for all the spiritual people in here. <laughs> My children. I'm going to do whatever it takes. You know, I could have said to Jakey, oh, come on, Jake, brave up. Come to church this morning. He's just broken his arm. Chill out, mate. You know, he wants to stay home. You stay home. Just, you're good. Dad doesn't love you any less. Dad loves you more. All that sort of stuff. Why? Because what? God's entrusted us with everything. That's why when he asks for something back, it should be easy. We're going to finish with a story and then we'll go. Um, sometimes I go to the um, airport because um, I travel a little bit and the team can jump up. There. And um, I go in the airport and, and sometimes I stay for, like I'm away for a week. And so I said to Kale, I said, Kale, can you take me out to the airport? And, um, and uh, can you drop me off? It'd be nice if you dropped me off. And, uh, and by the way, here's the keys to my car. You can have my car for the week. Uh, but the only catch is you've got to pick me up. That's a fair deal, right? Yeah, that's good. Can you imagine if Kale comes and picks me up in a week's time and then he, he goes, where do you want to be dropped off? I'm like, what are you talking about, fool? I'm like, but this is some of our mindset as Christians where the master comes and he, and, he, and he entrusts us with stuff. And then we take it and then he asks for it back and we go, oh, where, where, what? <laughs> oh, I mean, I've set the seat to, you know, the shape of my bottom now and <laughs> it leans back and he's put it on classic hits the breeze. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, I sort of like, the, I mean, I, I like this car now, Will. Um, yeah, how about you take Big Blue back? <laughs> anyway, Carol's car is called Big Blue, sorry. Um, but isn't that like our Christian thinking sometimes? When it comes to living a life of generosity, when it comes to living a life of blessing people, we forget that everything that God's given to us is that He's entrusted it to us. And it's a challenge as we go through this series is to go, Lord, you've, entrust, you've only entrusted it to me. Because really, when we do even talk about the tithing side of things, that's only a tenth. The reality is, as a Christian, God's asked us for 100%. 100% of everything of our life. But are we willing and are we understanding that God's only entrusted it to us? But the great thing about God is when He entrusts something to us, that parable says that He entrusts it to the level of faith that you have. And so He entrusts something to you to set you up so you'll double it and reap a good reward. And He'll come back and He'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. Why? Because like the, the, the person who only had the one, he just buried it. Don't, let's not be the one. 
doesn't matter whether you've been entrusted with the five or with the two. We've just been entrusted. So our responsibility now is to go, Lord, what would you have me do with it? And His only response is for us to steward it well and to double it. That's what it says in that parable. And so I pray right now, why don't we stand and we're going to finish and, and pray and I'll hand back to Matt and Mosgill in a minute. This whole message this morning was really leading us to that one point. Are we trusting God, blessed life? We want to live blessed life through our attitudes, through our character, through all that sort of stuff. But really as a Christian, I think the greatest thing that we can learn is that God has entrusted us. God's entrusted you with everything that He's given you. God's even entrusted Jesus to you. I know what it's like to backslide. And I know what it's like to fall short of God's glory. And I know what it's like to even sometimes not honour the Lord. But then I think, man, He's entrusted Him to me. How do I then operate? How do I then give my whole life to Jesus? So this whole message this morning is, God's entrusted you with everything. What then is our response? Our only response is to give God our entire life. And so Father, right across this room, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I know you're moving now, whether it's in Mosgill, whether it's over here in the city. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would help people bring them to a place of freedom, a place that, Lord, you just restore joy Lord, if there has been areas where this has been shut down and not talked about and not wanted to go there, I pray over the next four weeks, Lord, that something's going to help shift into people. And Lord, that's going to be a blessed life for every single person in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.